listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Let's get started. And if you have any questions along the way, make sure you put them in the comments. And if I don't answer them right away when I see them, then um, I will definitely get back to them before we end. So today, I got some pictures for you. I've got some things that actually I just happened to um, go to Target for something else and then they had all this stuff out and I was like, ooh, I gotta grab this before it's gone and it's a perfect week to grab it because I wanted to show you how you can have all of these things and you can share them with other friends you know. If you've got, you know, uh, local friends that are also homeschooling, this pack of stuff that I got has several in it that, you know, not everybody has to buy one. You guys can split it. So there's cost-effective ways to do this, and there's also uh, the ability to do it and make it fun. And But listen, what I'm going to show you here in a little bit is not how I always started homeschool. How I started homeschool was at my dining room table. <laughs> my dining room table with a plastic... Um, what are those things called? With a plastic like box with a lid that was thin and you could push it under your bed. So within that box, I kept a little mini American flag that went on a stand. I kept some uh, posters for Maddie that were like uh, books of the Bible. And um, I think it was uh, the Ten Commandments uh, on there and that we would pull out and have on the table. So your dining room table is sufficient to homeschool. Don't feel like you have to have a classroom or its own setup uh, for it to work. It doesn't matter. So, you know, what I'm going to show you is something new for us in this last year. Uh, I finally had the space in a loft that I was able to do uh, for the girls. So, Good to see everyone. Hey, Kaylee, I just picked up some super cute felt money at Target yesterday. Yeah, see, so that kind of stuff is all cheap and all stuff that our kids have to learn. So pick it up now while it's out there, and um, then you're all set to have this stuff at school. So to uh, recommend how you have it, it could be like I did in one of those plastic tubs with a lid, you know, that you can slip under your bed if you don't have room to slip it anywhere else. That holds books, that holds pens. So that was kind of my cleanup. It was like I had this big plastic box that ro rolled under a bed or, you know, I could hide somewhere that was thin in a closet. And then I would put my books in there, pens, pencils, the little flag and everything like that. And then when we went to our uh, dining room table, then uh, <laughs> I would pull that stuff out and we'd have school out of the box. And then when I was done, I would put it away and then we would have our table back again. So you just... Make do with what you have. Your kids are not going to feel like they're lacking. You're, <laughs> let me tell you how much your kids are going to love being homeschooled. They may argue a little bit at first or they may feel like, you know, because it is new for both, so you have to get used to it. But realize that <laughs> at, the end, at the end of the day, they're going to be like, man, I am so glad I homeschool with all the freedom you feel uh, getting the work done a lot faster. Man, when these kids start realizing how much extra time has been spent in the school classroom at a brick and mortar school, they're going to be like, what in the world? I just want to do this all the time. So parents, if you missed the first day, go back and watch it and listen to it on the podcast. Uh, talked about comparison, uh, how you can do it, how uh, it's easy to do. Uh, yesterday, uh, I, t I uh, hit on the points of um, your schedule. I talked about the curriculum that I use and why I use it uh, and how it help has helped me stay organized and how it works for my family. So if you missed that, uh, head on over to back there. I also gave some suggestions of uh, when your kids are small, you know, you don't have to go out and buy a ton of workbooks for your three and four year old. You can just naturally teach them with the things around the house, with the things outside. So I really honestly feel like we put so much pressure on us. Um, and that's due to the type of society we live in. It's a very vocal society on how we are to raise our kids. And if we don't do it, 
we're bad. If we're not going to listen to them, we're in the wrong. When all reality, we have to switch that as believers. If you're, you know, uh, a Christian watching this, we have to realize as believers, we're not supposed to take what society says and then mold, you know, our lifestyle to it. We are to take what the word of God says and go from there and do what uh, we're called to do and do it how the word of God says we're supposed to do for our family. That's the problem now, what's going on. We've taken the word of God and what it has directed us to do and how things are supposed to be done. And we've discredit that and we've thrown it out and we said we don't need it. And now look at society. It is a hot mess. So we need to get back to taking our family, teaching the Bible ways, standing on the word of God and knowing that's exactly how we're supposed to live. And and homeschool and in our everyday life will just become so easy and so smooth and you'll be like never saw myself doing this never thought I could but I don't want to go back I love it so much and that's what I want you to get uh like take this away with you this week is that you didn't think you could do it you didn't think you were capable you were a little nervous you didn't even know where to start but by the time you're done listening to all this realize you know what it it's not so bad and it's not so scary um so I hope you are Zach, is that Heather? Heather battles with her math. I really feel bad for your kids. (laughs) Thanks, Alyssa, for jumping on. And you can do it because it like that's what I'm saying. It's like taking that step of faith and realizing it seems frightening at first, but you do it. And then once you get you break through that mold and you realize, listen, I could do this all along and I can do this forever. And that is like one of my main goals because as I said on the first day, it was never my desire to homeschool. It was never anything I saw myself doing. And I was so, I felt like a fish out of water when I started. Uh, But uh, it has changed for me and it is something that I love and I don't ever want to stop doing You know, my husband was only homeschooled until high school, but I truly, truly want to keep my kids um, in a safe environment. And when I say safe, I don't mean scared of the virus that's out because I already know and my kids already know, we were just talking about it last night, it can't come near us, it can't come on us. So when I say safe environment, same when your kids are out there, their kids, your kids are not going to be hurt being a child of God and obeying the word of God and listening to his instruction. But I say a safe environment because they don't need to hear some of the things that they're hearing. They don't need to be taught. I was talking to my sister-in-law, I think it was last week or the week before when I was with her, and she said that she read a poll and wondered how many genders, how many genders uh, kids thought there were. The answer was in the 70s. I was like, what? There's 70 different genders? (laughs) No. There's two genders. And it's (laughs) the parts you're born with are what is your gender. Okay? That's exactly what it is. There's not 72 genders. I mean, that's a lot of making up names. (laughs) And like to sit there and be like, I'm going to make up this name for this gender. But it was in the 70s. I think she said 72 or something crazy like that. But that that's the kind of stuff when I say keep your kids in a safe environment. They don't, they don't need to hear it. And it's not that your kids are never going to hear a bad word. It's not that your kids are never going to know about, you know, what sex is and never know these things. But I'm a big believer on, you know, I only have my kids' best interests at heart. So for me to teach those things, it would benefit them for me to be able to teach those things to my children. That they don't have to hear what the world says on that, what the world's opinion is, that my kids have the ability to hear what <laughs> the protectors of their life are. Jesus has given me this these gifts of children that I'm responsible for. So I want to be the teacher in all subjects, in all areas, and let them know. 
So it's not like they're never going to know what those things are. They're never going to, you know, they'll, they'll find out what it means to be a homosexual. They'll find out these things. But <laughs> I'm a big believer that it's not a time to find out when you're five. It's not a time to find out when you're five what sex is. It's not. And so there's a time and a place for all of that. And so, you know, I have the ability when I say keep my children safe, I have the ability to be the guard on their ears and eyes for the time being. And to me, that's important. And so to me, that's one of the main things that I love about homeschooling. It's wonderful that we get our own schedule. It's wonderful that we can be together. It's wonderful that we can travel. But it's that I get to actually be the guard uh, for my children. And that is what my responsibility of a parent is. We are to be their guards. We are to stand before them and not let them see every terrible thing that's happening in this world. They don't have to know everything. They don't have to know what's going on. My kids know that there's this thing called COVID because they travel and there's this stuff. But my husband and I do not ever, not once, have sat here at my house with the news on. Not one time. If, if the news has gone on at my house, it's because somebody has come over and was a visitor and flipped it on. Other than that, there's not one time my husband and I have turned on the news. There wasn't a time we turned on the news before the whole crazy scamdemic that's going on. So my house and my children are not flooded with this garbage. I have a responsibility to be a guard. You'll never see my kids quoting uh, CDC rules, which I have seen from parents. They think it's cute. I've never seen, I, I will, my kids haven't used hand sanitizer because they're scared about anything. They're not overly washing uh, the skin off of their hands because they need to wash it. No, because I've been a guard. I've been a guard to their life and I've let little pieces in. And if little pieces come in, I back it up with why they'll never have to deal with that, with the word of God. So take these times as learning moments while they're here with you and be a guard for your children. Everyone quotes, train a child up in the way they should go and it won't depart out of Proverbs. But training is an every day, every minute, around the clock thing. So that is what we're doing. We're not just training them, you know, here and there, make sure you go to church, this and that. No, we're training them and getting the word of God stuffed down into their spirit man. And this is the ability we have as parents during this time that we get to homeschool our kids. Take it serious. Take it with full of joy and peace and go along with the ride. That's what I had to do. I had to realize that, listen, this is something when it comes to schedules, when it comes to everything else, I'm in charge of it and I need to just go along for the ride. We've got to let some of our things of being in control of everything. How come they're not doing it this long? How come they're not doing it this way? How come, how come? And learn to enjoy the moment that you're in during this time for teaching. So I have some uh, question. Yeah, New, was it New York State is looking at comprehensive sex ed in schools, and it's terrible. It, it is terrible. And your kids don't need to know anything about these subjects until they're older. There is a time and a place. We're not supposed to not tell our kids about sex and be scared and be like, you know, listen, da 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 and scared. No, you teach them what the word of God says and what it says about sex. Then they won't want to go off and do it before they're married. They'll know how to honor and they'll have fear of the Lord and his word. Not fear of the Lord because he's going to send a lightning bolt down but fear as reverence to his word and how they want to do good and they know the benefits. The benefits package is what we teach our children. The benefits package is how they will learn to honor and fear the Lord. Not that he's always got his mighty right hand down to shock them. No, let's teach him what it says about obedience. What do we get for being obedient? What do we get for loving others? 
What do we get for walking in faith? What do we get for our confession? Because that's what it boils down to. We're promised in our covenant a benefits package. So it's not wrong to think in your mind, what do I get? Because he promised you stuff. But we have to go go after it and get it. So we got to get it for our kids. And so taking this time while we're homeschooling and focusing on training our kids and keeping them in that safe zone is is going to be life-changing for not only you, but for them. So let me get into, um, we got a few questions. Uh, you know what, Bonnie, I'll answer, I'll answer your question right now uh, before I get into some pictures of, of what she asked on Facebook, Bonnie Johnson. What if the parent is still working during the day? Is it okay to homeschool and ever? Yes. Bonnie, I actually touched on that on Monday during my podcast, and I'll just quickly answer it. Yes, homeschooling is literally when you say, Bonnie, if you want to do homeschool at 9 in the morning, great. You want to do it at 12 in the afternoon, great. You want to do it for a couple hours at 6 o'clock at night, great. Homeschooling is literally uh, when you say, and you get to be the boss on the time, and so that is it is what it is. It's, it's literally that simple. You can decide what works for you. You can look at your curriculum. You can look at what they have to do. And you could say, hey, for example, when Maddie started kindergarten, she had two books. She had phonics and reading, and she had math. I didn't technically need to do Monday through Friday with Maddie when she started kindergarten. So you can kind of judge it based on whatever curriculum you decide and what you have to do if you even have to go Monday through Friday. You could say, hey, I'm going to do this three days a week, or I'm going to do this Monday through Thursday, and we're going to have a fun day on Friday. We're going to go out on a field trip, whatever you want it to be. Not all field trips have to spend money, but we're going to go out, and we're going to go explore somewhere. We're going to go somewhere. We're going to go do something together. We're going to go get ice cream. It can be simple. Realize your kids aren't always looking for the biggest bang and the biggest everything. It's just simply like, hey, I get to go out and be with my mom. Hey, we get to go to the park. Hey, we get to go grab an icy. Those those times is what is what really matter. Okay, uh, one more question, Jillian. I'll answer this, and then I'm going to show you um, some pictures of my setup. Go over a couple of things, and then if you have any questions, and then I will leave you guys alone, and we'll be back tomorrow. So, does your kids have assignments? Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday? Well, Jillian, my kids are in older grades right now. Maddie's not in kindergarten anymore. Uh, Maddie just finished fifth grade. So she has school Monday through Friday unless we give a day off, unless it's a travel day um, and we're leaving or flying home from somewhere. You know, I don't I don't put that put that on them, you know. I'm not into it. They're not into it. Every once in a while, Maddie has done a few things in the car uh, if we had a long road trip. But no, for fifth grade, you definitely have uh, a full week of, of work. And for Brooklyn first grade, I, a little bit more, little, 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 little bit more leniency. So uh, technically, I didn't always have to go through Monday through Friday. I could give her a little bit more time off based on her workload and where she was. And, you know... Think of it this way. Some days are great focus days. Add a little bit more in there. Go maybe one more extra worksheet or one extra this because it adds up later. Say at the end of the week, you're like, ugh, we're ahead by a couple pages. Let's just take off today. Those are things that you have in your ability to do based on one day that you just felt like going a little longer. Hey, guys, it's pouring outside. There is nothing else we can do. Let's work a little bit more today. And then tomorrow we can have a lighter schedule. So you can always do kinds of schedules like that where, you know, you do a little bit more in one day and a little less the next or end up taking off later on uh, down the week. Okay. All right, here we go. So my classroom at home looks like this. All right, so here we got, we've got our calendar, up on the left-hand side, we I know some of you are listening to this podcast and you can't see the pictures that I am posting, but I've got a little loft and um, uh, up at my second story of my house, and I decided to buy two matching desks 
Uh, I have realized that with uh, two girls, that sometimes it is safer to buy some things that are matching, not everything, uh, only if they're into it. But stuff like that, yes, because there will always be something that they pick on the other thing that they wanted more. So they could not trick me. They could not trick me this time. Uh, they got two matching desks. So then Brooklyn has her one side and uh, Madeline has the right side. And I let them go to the store last year and pick out what they wanted for their desk. So we have the two lamps, but then whatever Maddie wanted to have to hold her pens, whatever Brooklyn wanted to have to hold her stuff, you know, I let them do that. I let them pick out what they want at school. Got a few posters over on the right-hand side by Maddie's desk. We got the books of the Bible, Fruit of the Spirit, the Ten Commandments, uh, written in, in kid terms. Uh, we have our bookshelf. We got tons of arts and crafts and stuff on there. Uh, our whiteboard. Uh, I have that little fold-out chair by the bookshelf that I kind of sit in between the desks, and then, you know, I help them out. We got our globe because as, you know, you get into uh, second and third grade, you start learning uh, different geographical uh, places. And then right above Maddie's desk is the multiplication table. And we got our little flag up there on top so we can say the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, you know, whenever we want. So that's, that's my setup. That's all they get for school. And this is probably, those posters that are on the wall were the posters I had in a box. So, you know, it's stuff, it's stuff that I have up, but this is, this is where they do school every day. Every once in a while, Maddie, um, she'll head to, uh, her room and she's got a lap desk and she just feels like doing school on her bed with her lap desk. And that's okay. You know, I would say 90% of the time they're in their jammies doing schoolwork. And that's, that's just the joy of homeschooling. Uh, that is just something that, has worked for us and I don't really care, you know, if they have regular shorts on or comfy jammy shorts, you know, that, that those are not battles I care to fight and, and even care about. So we just get up, we get our breakfast. Like I said, on day one, we try to start by 10 and, um, and that's really it. If we can start earlier, we start earlier. Uh, I used to think and say, man, I want to start at 830. I want to do this, but I, we can start that and then it gets destroyed by going on a trip. And then we got to come home and get that all rearranged again. So, you know what? I just gave up that. And I said, listen, I'm relinquishing my control of what I want to do at a certain time. And this is what works for them. And this is what works for our schedule. And this is just is what it is. So I've had to learn to go a few times myself. It's not that, you know, it always comes natural for me. But I always am that person that is pretty relaxed. Um, anyone who knows me knows I am a pretty relaxed person. I, I don't tend to, um, get worked up about things. So that kind of stuff is, um, you know, what it looks like for us in our, in our room. And that, and that is what it is. So I found a few things yesterday at the store, uh, for a dollar. Okay. And like I said, this comes with like 30 count stuff. This one thing, 30, 30. So, you know, obviously I won't use these all. Like, like I said, if you have a friend that is near you that's also homeschooling, go in together on this stuff. I mean, I spent $4 yesterday and I can actually supply a whole classroom uh, with $4. So I got something like this. I love these kinds of things. So when we start our first day of school, I make it as exciting and as special as I can. I have, when they go to bed, I have their books lined up. I have everything out for them. So when they wake up, it feels new to them. I do take them school shopping. I do take them like you would to a brick and mortar school. And I say, let's go school supply shopping. The only thing we don't need is a backpack and um, a lunchbox. You know, so I, they still need all the other stuff. So, you know, don't rain on the parade for, for wanting those things. So we go, I'm like, Maddie, what notebooks do you want? What folders? What fun pins? Highlighters? You know, all this stuff. You need the same stuff just because you're homeschooled. Um, so don't be like, you know, we don't need anything. These kids are going to really feel left out. 
No, you you can have all of that stuff. Maddie has the the five star zip binder. You know, all all of these things that makes them feel not left out makes a big difference. And you don't you don't have to spend a lot. So I have these about me things that I got from um, Target, which I did last year because. I want to keep these. I want them as memories myself, but they thought it was so fun. I had um, slap bracelet rulers on their desk when they started. This is about me, and I date it, and it says, you know, their favorite color, their favorite sweets, their favorite subject. So I can go back and look and say, well, in third grade and, you know, sixth grade, this is what they liked at that time. So it's also a sweet memory for me, and it's a dollar, dollar to buy. And then here are stuff I got for Teddy. So Teddy's not gonna be left out. So there's this whole alphabet thing and he can even color these little pictures. Here, another dollar, no big deal. This, hello, my name is. I did this for my girls. There's all different colors in here and they can go on and they can write their name and stick it to their desk. And once again, same thing you'd have in a classroom. They're not gonna feel left out. Oh, my mother-in-law's on. Thank you so much, Mommy Bonnie. I appreciate that. She's the, the homeschool sensation of her two kids. <laughs> um, and then here's one I got for Teddy. It, it shows the, the um, shapes. Now, he won't really have a desk or anything this year. He's, he's four. And like I said, Florida um, was going to accept him into a free private school for... Uh, preschool, but I'm not putting up with the nonsense that they're requiring uh, kids to go to school. Like, even though he was going to be free before I homeschooled, the stuff that they gave me would be terrifying. And I'd be pushing anxiety on my four-year-old son for what reason? It's insane. It's like I have to drop them off at a science lab. And um, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's just not happening. So I'm home with him. And so I got him a little name thing and he'll have his fingers and the alphabet up there. And I got him a folder last year with a shark on it. You know, you think, well, why do you need to do that? Well, it made him feel so excited when we started school that he got a shark notebook and he got a special set of pens and he used them probably for three days and they were are still sitting in his room unused. But it made him feel a part of it. So just little things like that makes your life easier with homeschooling. And I know none of this is like deep revelation, but to be honest with you, I literally get so many moms who are so nervous about doing this or thinking they can't. When you realize it, that it's so basic and really not that scary, you can do it. And you can do it with any schedule that you have. Um, and then the next one uh, I have, so this is our first day of school this past year. So when Brooklyn started first grade, there she's got her slap bracelet on that says be kind. And then Maddie. So these are signs that I printed for free off of the internet. So fourth grade is so last year, welcome to fifth grade. And then Brooklyn has welcome to first grade. And so look, they're in their jammies with messy hair, getting ready to start their first day of school. And they were just filling out their, um, they were just filling out their uh, little about me pages. And so, you know, those two signs that they're holding up, are just things that I print out the night before to make them excited when they start school. And then at the end of school, I'll print out certificates. There's free certificates all over line and I will say, you know, say congratulations, you've graduated from fifth grade. I write their name on it. I sign, you know, my name as the teacher. I say Alpha Omega Academy and I give them each a present for doing a fantastic uh, year uh, during the schoolwork because it's a lot of work. It really is. It's a lot of work to travel and do school. It's a lot of work to do it at home. There's many distractions. Uh, so it is a lot of work. So I'm a big believer in rewarding your kids uh, with the blessing because, you know, they, they worked hard too. And the school will send them a little certificate so they get mail. It, it, it's, you know, because I use Alpha Omega Academy that I talked about yesterday. But just little things like that 
really help make school life at home easy. That's why the title of my week of broadcast is called Common Sense Guide. I was not coming on here this week to give you some super in-depth answer because there's not really. It's just, you know, knowing you have the mind of Christ, knowing that, that you have the ability and you're equipped to do anything, anything that comes your way, that you have the opportunity to keep your kids in that safe and protected environment. And like I said, if you're just now jumping on, safe and protected does not mean, you know, you're scared of a disease or you're scared of a school shooting. What I mean by that is the things that they see and the things that they hear. You're in that um, environment uh, to keep them guarded. So if you're just now jumping on, wait till this is over and go back and to listen to what I said about guarding your children and what I mean by it. So today was my resources day. Today was my day to show you my desks, to show you what my setup looks like. Don't just... In my loft, real simple, a uh, few posters up there, and uh, to show you some resources, like little things I bought at Target to make it feel like, hey, this first day is different. We're not just saying, hey, we're starting tomorrow on Monday. No, I make it real exciting and do what I can. Little things like that will make them feel like they're never left out. All right, uh, let me get to a few questions before I leave today. And I know that we have some up here. For a second grader, how many hours per day would you schedule to get everything done? I heard you say you did 10 to 2. Yes, there are times where it would take four hours because in second grade with Alpha Omega, you have uh, history and you have science, you have um, spelling, you have the phonics and reading book, which is one, one book, and math. So with all of those subjects plus a lunch break and, you know, you're just going to have to give little breaks sometimes here and there. Sometimes your kids at a younger age are ready to go and get it done and it's in their mind. Uh, other times they need to do a subject and say, hey, 10 minute break, go get your jitters out, go get a snack, go to, you know, whatever, just get away from your desk for a minute and take a breather. And um, I have one of those little timers. Sometimes we use the phone. I mean, or sometimes it's just me saying, hey, you have 10 minutes. I'll yell, I'll yell for you when you need to come back. So it, it's never the same, but I do have all those abilities to use an alarm. <laughs> um, so I would say, yes, it can take from 10 to 2 with a second grader just based on how much work uh, is involved. So not every day is always the same because some, so, so like for instance, some stuff is repetitive. So you might have learned something new on Monday and Tuesday, and now Wednesday and Thursday, it's going to be repetitive what you did. Now we're doing a review that sometimes the reviews can be faster. So therefore, on the days that you taught something new would maybe be a little bit longer, but the days where you're doing a review with them of what you taught them at the beginning of the week, they can go through a little bit faster. So maybe you ended up doing, you know, 10 to 1 instead. You, you cut, at, cut at an hour by just doing the reviews with them. So that's really based on how quickly your kid learns, how many breaks you give, how long. Now, I try to keep my lunch break 30 minutes. I make them set a timer on if they watch a show for 30 minutes together while they're eating lunch. If they want to grab their iPad and watch 30 minutes, then they put their timer on their iPad while they're eating. But I, I give them a 30-minute lunch break um, that we, you know, for the most part, stick to. Uh, that that I do for my break. So they get 30 minutes uh, for, for lunch. Okay, so I hope that helped with answering. Uh, Kayla, those posters are all from Amazon. The majority of the stuff I get, except for like the dollar stuff I got at Target, is uh, Amazon. I get my flashcards on Amazon. I get my globe on Amazon. I got my little table flag uh, so when they started learning the United States of America, the Pledge of Allegiance, I got that from Amazon. Really everything I've gotten off Amazon. Uh, pencil sharpeners off Amazon, uh, posters, globe, flag, flashcards. Oh, I have a clock. 
Uh, it's like a whiteboard clock. I uh, should have brought that into you. It's like a whiteboard clock. And so you can write on it if you want, or you can move. So on the bottom, you can write the time. And then Brooklyn, because uh, she learned time this year, she can move the hands to where it had to be. And it showed the minutes in one color and the hour in the other. So you can teach them, you know, the minutes are red, the hours blue. Now, you know, we're going to do four o'clock. I write it on the whiteboard. That long whiteboard that you saw, uh, I'll show it one more time. That long whiteboard that you see right there, that's from Amazon. It's like a tripod. Uh, it's got like the three legs on the whiteboard and it's got a clip on the top. So, you know, we had a thing out uh, when Bilkham was learning to read this year, uh, like a thank you veteran poem that I still have stuck up there. But we got uh, everything you see really is just something simple uh, from Amazon, uh, that I got. So if you guys want me to send you, if you want me to send you the links on Amazon of the things I bought, just message me on Instagram or message me on Facebook, and I'll be happy to just shoot those links over to you. Um, it's no bother to me. I mean, you can, you can, uh, search on Amazon for whatever kid school posters. But if you like the ones that you saw in the picture, I'm happy to send you the links uh, straight to you. And they're super cheap. So they have they have all those different ones. So that's where I found the poster. Um, Christina, are you currently using a virtual school program? Or are you choose? So if you go back yesterday, I'll quickly just say I use Alpha Omega Academy. Uh, my kids do part online school and part school in the books because I still feel like at a young age they should be writing and doing a lot uh, with books and getting their print. And um, Alpha Omega still gives you books on penmanship to learn cursive and they will incorporate some of that within their studies. So um, as Maddie's been doing fifth grade, she's been writing a lot more cursive. They're still teaching cursive at Alpha Omega. And honestly, I don't really know the reason why I like it. Uh, cursive, <laughs> I know that technically you don't really need to know it, but at the same time you do because a lot of old papers, you know, have been written in cursive so you can at least read, I don't know, anything that increases your knowledge and um, uh, making you smart. I'm for teaching them, so I'm not against it. And, and with Alpha Omega Academy, she actually still has to learn uh, cursive. And I think it would be nice for her to be not like everybody else and just print their name. She can actually write her name in cursive <laughs> and read it. Uh, so yeah, so Leslie, I like your setup. What about when your kids want to play with each other? My kids are three years apart. Yes, my kids are three and a half years apart, Leslie. So... Um, you just have to tell them not to. And if it's one of those days where they just can't leave each other alone, I just have to separate them. Maddie, go to your room. Brooklyn, work downstairs at the kitchen table. You know, if they don't work at their desk, it's not the end of the world. But just like you have to separate kids in school, sometimes I have to separate my kids when they work. For the most part, um, I'm still sitting over Brooklyn's shoulder because she just finished first grade. So there's a lot more of me involved with her rather than Madeline that was just finishing fifth grade. So uh, that is something that I tend to do. So I'm up there. Uh, and so there's the ability for me to be the referee. But if there's a time where they just can't take it together, then you just separate them, you know, just like you would. All right, this is, uh, do you have summer vacation? Yes, Leslie, I do have summer vacation. Uh, when I first started Maddie with kindergarten, she did uh, through the spring. I took a short couple month break and I got her on the schedule that is the schedule for um, private and public schools within your state. Because really everybody that we know, I, I don't have any other um, local homeschool friends, really everyone that I know that homeschools or that I've turned on to homeschooling uh, by traveling and meeting them have just been in other states. So we do take a summer break. My nephews are in brick and mortar schools. So when we visit them in the summer, uh, you know, it just makes us feel like we have our own summer. And to be honest with you, when you're a teacher year round and you're also the mom and you're also, you know, traveling and you're also, you know, doing your own ministry and, and different things like that, then, you know, I want to feel like I have that break. I want to feel like I have 
that downtime myself. Someone else had asked me that today in a message, you know, like about summer break and (laughs) I need a break. I need a break from school. I told Ted that I think I get more excited uh, when the last day of school comes than maybe even the kids because I'm like, all right, we're free. Hallelujah. (laughs) So yes, we do take a summer break. Um, let's see. Anyone else? Oh, Jenna Target has the best dollars. I'm just going back. Um, so if there's not any other with neighborhood children possibly going to school every day, is it best to start the school year and keep it aligned with public school and a calendar are possible? I just tend to do that. Like I just said, uh, Suzanne is my madre. She's my wonderful mother. And, um, I tend to do that because that keeps them on the schedule with their friends from church and their neighborhood friends and other family. You know, like we were just at a tent meeting with my husband and my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, and everybody that came that are friends with my kids, my sister-in-law and her two kids, so my niece and, and nephew, and then the other other friends that have come, you know, that, that came over to the tent meeting if my kids had school to do, they would not have been able to hang out during the day and go to the pool and go into the river and just different things. They would have had to stay into the hotel room to do work because, you know, I don't just take one week in a month to travel. I, I'm gone, you know, sometimes two, three weeks at a time. So to always say, you know, I'm not going to do school while I travel, for me, it's not doable. You know, if you're peop- if you're someone who works from home or or only travels, you know, two weeks out of the year, then, you know, that's totally up to you to have a different schedule and not worry about, you know, what other kids' schedules are because when you take those two weeks a year, you can definitely say, hey, we're taking off a of school and this is our summer and spring break. But for me, since I take off so much, I just keep that normal schedule and, uh, you know, take off our summer break. And I don't even start back when, when kids start back. My kids actually finish school. Uh, they don't take the, the full 10 months. So I will uh, start them usually in September. I, I get a lot of stuff out of the way in summer and a lot of fun and a lot of traveling, even though we do travel all year round. Sometimes I feel like it's a little bit more because of family being off and stuff like that. We tend to, to go some extra places besides just meetings. And um, I like to come home, take a few weeks before, you know, a couple, one to two weeks before we start school, get in that mind frame, it's coming up. Then I'll start usually in the middle to end of September. And um, then I'll usually have an end date in July, but we've never ever gone past June 15th because I just tell my kids like, listen, we want to have a nice long summer, but on days that we can double up or days we can do extra work, let's 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 focus on that because at the end it will be nice to be done when everyone else is done. So so far that's worked really well for us and we've been able to have a nice long summer. We're usually done by the second week of June, June 15th around that, and then we take off until um, more than likely the middle of September towards the end, middle of September. And that's it. So do you get a curriculum included in the fee you pay to be a part? Yes, um, PD, the the curriculum and everything is in that fee. So you're a part of Alpha Omega and everything is included and comes with that fee. Uh, Let's see, I'll take a couple more. Jenna, do they have to test to make sure they are where they should be? Kind of how kids... So yes, Jenna, but not till third grade. So you're you're giving feedback to the teacher. So kindergarten through second grade, uh, you're turning in their test, you're turning in their quizzes. uh, They're making sure that what they're doing is, is at the right. They'll know by your pace. They'll know by when you're turning stuff in if, if it seems like your kid is, you know, keeping up with uh, what they're doing. And it's not till third grade that they will do online um, standardized testing. And so Maddie's been doing that for the last, she did third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. So this year was her third year to um, take those tests. And then you get it back and you see what their reading level is. You see what the average is. 
for her grade, where she is. You know, it's a very detailed test to let the school know and to let you know also as a parent um, where you are. And I will say, I'm very, very proud of Madeline. Um, and I'm very proud of Brooklyn, but she has not, you know, she's in first grade, so she hasn't been able to take the test yet, but I'm confident they'll be great when she does. But Madeline has, <laughs> she's 10 years old, she's in fifth grade. Alpha Omega is not the easiest curriculum. I mean, I just think homeschool is so focused and it just help, helps kids learn. There's not distractions of other kids. There's not uh, getting behind. It's almost like they're in honors classes, but Madeline at 10, when she's taken that test, uh, she has scored above average. This is the first year where she scored at the same for math, but it's also the first year where she's really, really uh, learning some new stuff like geometry and some serious fraction equations and starting pre-algebra. So I, I'm really proud of her. But yes, uh, starting in third grade, um, and that's also if you're not with the academy. That's just state wide that you would start your um, standardized testing they wait until till third grade um yes susan you can you can look at um alpha omega and see the different uh things on alpha omega academy uh if you want to call alpha omega academy i can give you the name if you send me a message of the director that i work with and then he can also send you any um videos, any examples, any, uh, you know, samples of the work, anything you want like that, explain everything to you. So if that's something that you just were curious about and you want to look into it, just send me a message and I'll give you his phone number and email address and you can uh, get with him. I actually have to get with him here soon. I got to look at my calendar and pick a start date for the girls in September. It's always on a Monday. So I got to look at the Mondays in September and see which one I, I want to start with. And I can get my books in the mail here soon and check out what sixth grade holds for Maddie and myself. You know, <laughs> at least with Brooklyn, Maddie has already done all of this. So like I'm familiar with the books and when the curriculum curriculum comes in for second, I actually have a couple of, I don't save all of their books, but I do save a couple of each subject randomly each uh, year because I want to look back when they're older and, you know, this is how you wrote, this is what you did uh, type thing. So I want to make sure I hang on to a few of those. But at least with Brooklyn, you know, when I get to Teddy, it'll be a third time around for me. So I really should know what I'm doing by then. But uh, when I get Brooklyn's books, you know, I'm excited because she's doing well and she's starting second grade. And I've always seen Brooklyn as this little smushy little baby girl. Uh, but for Maddie, it is uncharted territory. What holds for Maddie in sixth grade? So I'm looking forward to seeing those books as well. But anyway, thank you, Caitlin. Thank you, everybody, for... Um, oh, one more question. Do you use an additional curriculum like a Becca, or is everything in use from Alpha Omega Academy? Oh, Alicia. Thank you. Uh, Alicia, I don't use any other curriculum because I'm with the Academy. Uh, you would just use what they're, what the school, you know, has for you. Uh, if you did regular straight homeschooling through the, the state where you, you know, notify whatever you have to do in your district, then you could change out, you know, if you want to do math with, with, uh, this, this company and you want to do reading with this company. I think my husband did that when he homeschooled. I think he used a Becca for some of it, Alpha Omega for some of it, but they didn't offer the Academy like they do now. So, uh, when you do the academy, you are enrolled in their school as an accredited school. So just like if, when you go to a private school, you would get the books they provide in the curriculum they provide. So anyway, if you have any more questions, make sure you write me. There is always tomorrow. And um, if you have anything else that you want to see that I do, if you have any other questions as far as schedules, suggestions, uh, of course, when I'm trying to put in my password on my computer to see if there's anything else I wanted to go over with you today. I can't get in. Uh, but anyway, that is it for today. I love you guys. Thanks for hanging with me. I don't even know what time it is. It goes so fast.
Holy moly, I've been talking to you for an hour. Well, thanks for hanging out with me. <laughs> I'm getting the uh, TED impartation where I used to be like, oh, I can say two things in two minutes in front of a camera. And here I am 55 minutes later. Well, you guys are so wonderful to hang out with me. I love you. I appreciate it. And I really, really pray and believe that this has um, helped you and boost boost some confidence. And even when uh, this week is over, if there's anything maybe you felt like I didn't cover or answer and you didn't get to me in time, make sure you write me. You can write me on Instagram at Carolyn Shuttlesworth. You can write me on Facebook under my name as well or under Nonstop Mom. Uh, can you message me for the contact info? Are you asking me to message you? And on what? On Facebook? So anyway, if you want anything from me, like I said, if you want any links from Amazon for the stuff that you saw in my pictures for posters, books, any kind of school material, let me know. I'm happy to send those to you if you have any other questions for the rest of this week. Thanks for hanging out with me. Ah, and to make mention before I go, I have my new uh, 40-day devotional that is in print and getting ready to ship to my office so Jenna can get those out. Um, anyone who has uh, had the opportunity to pre-order, uh, which was in the last month, I'm sending a little special gift in there with the book for just saying thank you for jumping on board so early and being patient and waiting for me uh, during the edit process. But now it is available. Do you like my singing? It's called Lines, Confessions That Create Boundaries Your Enemy Cannot Cross. That's right. We are declaring the word of God now more than ever because we are making a line in the sand. We're picking a side and we're not going to let the enemy cross that. We're going to declare the word of God in this 40-day devotional. And um, in this devotional, I've got questions behind each day that you can do in a group or you can answer yourself, kind of like food for thought. And I've got scripture to back it up. I've got real life stories that are in there. Uh, and I want you to leave uh, reading that book when you're done after 40 days feeling charged, feeling encouraged, feeling like you can take take on the world, feeling like you have the authority to kick the devil in the throat, slice him up. That's exactly how I want you to feel uh, when you're done reading this. And I know without a fact, and I already know that I'm going to be posting testimonies uh, from this book, uh, from what the Lord has given me to put in it, of what you are going to declare over yourself, over your family, over your kids, over your husband, over your future spouse. I already know that I'm going to get testimonies and I can't wait to share them with you. So thank you again so much uh, for hanging out with me today and let me know uh, by tomorrow if you have anything else for me and I will see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Enjoy the rest of your night. I love you guys so much. 